Everyone, a massive warm welcome to today's Monday market update. I'm Sam, head analyst at CCI. We're going to run through uh, Bitcoin chart, Ethereum chart, the dollar chart, because it is oh so important. And I'm also going to share with you some exclusive insight we have shared this morning with our mastermind clients, uh, as well as some uh, mindset, I guess, perspective. Essentially a great uh, tweet that I saw uh, on Twitter in terms of uh, timing the perfect bottom in Bitcoin, which of course you cannot do. All right, guys, um, here is the Bitcoin chart. I wanted to bring it up because we have been in this uh, descending triangle, sideways manipulation slash accumulation zone uh, for a while after our June uh, capitulation, which brought us down to 17,500. And according to Bitcoin volatility bands, we haven't seen uh, this low level of volatility uh, for a long while, essentially since back in 2019, uh, before we had a really strong rip up out of it, and as well 2020. So uh, we're expecting a big move soon. And I've got a box drawn here, and it's a little bit overextended. Where we need to bring it back is about... Uh, here, 145 days, give or take. So about there uh, is the box. So why this box is really important um, for me in terms of looking at previous cycles is this is the exact amount of time that we spent crabbing, going sideways, uh, in this sort of accumulation zone back in 2019. In the same area in that bear market, similar dynamics are playing out. By the end of this box, so when the price action reaches in this box in 2019, Bitcoin roared out of this area almost out of nowhere. It just went sideways for a while, broke out of this downtrend and moved higher. We're 135 days in, we've got 10 days left. We've got uh, record volatility showing us, a uh, record low volatility showing us we're prepared for a decisive move. Is it going to be up? Is it going to be down? We do not know. Uh, however, this is as good a point as any to see Bitcoin begin to reverse things, uh, even in the amid of you know macro doom and gloom eventually that begins to be priced in and we see reversal in that realm. And I just wanted to show you the level uh, which uh, Bitcoin, even in 2019, could not break, consistently that is, did breach below it, um, and as well we breached below it here, uh, but it is the 0.786 Fibonacci retracement level, so the swing load, the swing high of this move, this is exactly what happened in 2019 as well, we had the capitulation, we had the almost dead cap bounce rally out of it, couldn't reach this you know point higher than this breakdown point, and then we just crabbed and ground down in this downward trend, uh, again, reaching the 0.786, cracking below, cracking back above it, cracking below, cracking back above it, using it as support and grinding sideways. Then we've hit it again over here. We went a bit lower and then it was brought up heavily back above the line. We've been grinding about it, going lower, retested this diagonal, which is very, very interesting. And then we've almost broken out of this diagonal. And it's hard to say we've broken out of it because it doesn't see like we've had any strength, but it matters because we're back above the 0.786 and this diagonal uh, in this zone, which we really want to see a bit more positive momentum. So Bitcoin looking okay here. The flip side argument to that is the more times we test a level like that 0.786, like this floor level, uh, generally it gets weaker over time. So you could say that this is just prepping us and with a little bump higher before we go down, absolutely on the cards, especially with everything macro going on. But uh, look, try and remain forward looking because this same doom and gloom was here in the last bear market. Granted, the, the macro issues weren't here, but you know, Bitcoin is truly this macro hedge and insurance policy on and central bank craziness. Then this is the perfect time for it to begin to rally once they turn the money printers on again and we see the DXY reversal. Uh, and the Fed change uh, their terms, which slowly but surely is beginning to happen. So what I find interesting as well, if we look over the longer term cycles, um, I'll just zoom out just a smidge, 
is that we're coming into an area now where politically it's going to get very, very interesting for the Federal Reserve to continue tightening and throw the US into a recession, meanwhile also smashing emerging markets. That to them doesn't matter as much as the local markets, but it is beginning to bite as even mortgage rates, for example, are now approaching on average 7% for the 30-year uh, term. So, uh, yeah, it, it's mounting, and uh, we're going to see insolvency soon. The, the economy is beginning to contract by a lot of metrics. I'm saying they're already in a recession. So, yeah, in a recession, you have to um, cut interest rates to incentivize growth. So the Fed are in that horrible position where they've got elevated inflation. They're going to have to cut interest rates or at least pause interest rate rises into that. Uh, that's the base case for me any, anyway next year. So we will see. Um, I'll stick to that though. Um, yeah, so midterms are coming up. That's a political cycle and the current administration doesn't want the economy to move in rocks. S&P 500 has been down for a long time. Could be time for a bit of a rally in line with that political arena. Wouldn't be surprised. We've also seen the Federal Reserve leak information that they're going to look at a 0.5 interest rate rise instead of a 0.75. We're not sure if that's legit or not actually happening. We'll just talk to put it out there to test the market, see what happens. But we had a bit of a rally on that news. So very, very interesting. Uh, just over um, the longer term, a rally up to this level would make sense or any level in this area here. And you can draw some Fibonacci lines and whatnot. But this is just my overall thesis of what likely will happen once we break out of this little zone here. We have a very similar rally to 2019 where we come up and I think it was 14,000 we got as high as in um, 2019 on some, some larger macro news as well. But central banks turning on the stimulus taps, you know, rebranding it, not as QE, but other things, I think we really see a run in to risk assets and a fall in the dollar as people move out to gold and um, Bitcoin and the S&P 500. I think that does get another run. That's just my base case. And then we have another fall away a little bit later. So um, as uh, as the halving approaches, then we have the full bull run after that. But uh, yeah, so um, it, it may rhyme. That's, that's my thesis. But I wanted to share it with everyone here as it can be a little bit hard to see what the future plan is um, of, um, of Bitcoin's trajectory. And you can see there 2019 with that rally almost out of nowhere. And when this market wants to rip, when the sellers are exhausted and the buyers step in, my goodness. And the sentiment was equally as bad down here. Make no mistake. Uh, and we're, we're at an extreme low in this market. So that's where I see it. Ethereum looks uh, quite a bit better than Bitcoin, if I'm honest. Um, just here in terms of this, this zone, it's trying to break out here. It's above the 21 moving average, above this key volume support over here. I can absolutely see Ethereum beginning to look at a rally up 16,000. Uh, 16,690. Uh, that's the target I would see from Ethereum, but it really wants to break out of the top of this little liquidity zone box I've got. You can see wick, 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 and it's just punching into the top of that. But I like this breakout here. It wants to use this volume as uh, support now. So resistance turns support. Find here, we hopefully see uh, Ethereum do something like that. Uh, and then it will run into this resistance up here with the 200 and that uh, and that horizontal line. But uh, overall, I think Ethereum's had a pretty significant flush from its um, uh, by the rumor seller news from the Ethereum 2.0 merge uh, stuff. So yeah, uh, very interesting to see where it goes. Now, the dollar, why this is um, giving me a little bit more confidence on Bitcoin and risk assets currently is, uh, and I know I've said many, many times that the DXY, which is the US dollar ranked against a basket of other fiat currencies, looking at this chart technically, uh, you will just get burnt time and time again because the macro just takes over. When everyone needs US dollars, they just sell everything they have, US treasuries, everything. And technicals on the chart, doesn't matter. I've seen this sort of set up a few times over the over the journey up to this point. Uh, and you think, okay, this might be the time breakdown, shows a bit of weakness, but then it roars higher as everyone wants dollars. 
Now, uh, I'm going to keep showing you this because you, know, you just have to um, in case it does break down eventually. We're in this uh, pennant situation, this nice-looking symmetrical triangle. See, very clearly it's respecting that quite well. But just looking at this technically, I, it just screams bearish to me. We're seeing momentum just draw down uh, across the peaks. You can see the peak there, and then every subsequent peak is just flatlining lower. And we can see here it's broken out of this pendant. It's trying to rally back above. It's now found the, uh, the bottom of this triangle as resistance and this horizontal and the 21 uh, EM, uh, moving average, I should say. So this to me looks like it wants to consolidate down to something like that, 110 level 109. And if it does do something like that, if it does this grind a little bit, so, and then just grinds down uh, like that, then risk assets, Bitcoin, gold, um, S&P 500, they're all going to rally. Uh, pretty hard here, and especially if the yields begin to turn back. Uh, that's another thing that's going into the weeds a little bit more. But look at the DXY. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Uh, the, I don't think this is the end of the dollar run at all, but I think a consolidation or a pullback is absolutely on the cards. Now, just for existing clients, just want to let you know, we are constantly updating our course. And I did this this morning. So after some great feedback, I've updated and condensed our cryptocurrency watch list. So it's a little bit more focused, a little bit easier to... Um, it's got less people, it's more focused in terms of category. So you can really easily go to Twitter, YouTube and follow who you really need to be following as a beginner. And if you're a little bit more advanced, you can still do that as well. So just see it there. That's in the course, guys, just to remind you. Also, this is a bit of exclusive content that I shared with the masterminds today because you may have been hearing that uh, hash rate is, uh, is climbing through the roof. So it's going parabolic. Now, hash rate is the computing power hitting the network and it is screaming high. Now, normally you'd think this is a good thing because historically um, price has lagged hash rate. So price eventually catches up to the hash rate. It's, it gives you an idea of the health and security of the network. It makes the network just that much harder to attack. The 51% dreaded attack, which now becomes, I, want, I don't want to say impossible, but it needs to happen on an almost sovereign level. We have multiple countries with huge amounts of asset miners and then you yeah, again, I won't get into the weeds, but we're seeing that fall much, much uh, go much, much higher. But why I want to point point this out is because this might actually be a bit bearish in the short to midterm. So if the macro doesn't push us lower, and if nineteen thousand dollars hold, what could actually push us lower? And I think this could, uh, if it plays out um, to the negative. Now we're seeing global energy prices surging. And the price of Bitcoin is obviously at 19,000. That is a, a really low point in this market. A lot of these miners would have gone into the market a lot higher. So suddenly their profitability is a lot lower. You add to that as well that the Bitcoin difficulty is screaming higher as well. So it's getting harder to mine Bitcoin. The price is lower. A lot of these miners uh, will be in maybe a bit of financial stress. Now, we had a massive purge in June, which got rid of a lot of the inefficient miners. But right now, these industrial size miners, if they start having issues, what are they going to do? They're going to start selling Bitcoin or start selling what they have uh, or shutting off their, their machines to try and keep their heads above water and just weather this little storm before we go higher. Um, so I find that really interesting that they could dump some Bitcoin on the market and push us Lower. Now, there are a few interesting theories on why this is happening. I've listed a couple that I like here, so you can pause this and read it. But essentially, the rack space that the Ethereum miners once held in these big warehouses and facilities are now being taken up by Bitcoin miners. They've found Bitcoin miners' assets and they've just shoved them into the breach and they're mining Bitcoin. So we're seeing that, that upsurge in hash rate coming onto the network. Also, production delays from 2021. So uh, big miners, company miners that have ordered ASIC miners um, back in 2021. There was a chip shortage. So slowly but surely, those ASIC miners are now coming to them and they're plugging them in. So that is now being factored in, they're coming online. So 
Well, to me, that's really, really interesting, but long-term doesn't matter. This just means the network is more secure, more healthy, and it's going higher and higher and higher in the longer term. So wanted to bring that to your attention. I find all that kind of stuff very, very interesting. Uh, now, this is what I want to leave us on. So this is a great tweet. Many are comparing the price action of the past few months to fall 2018, right before the drop from $6,000 Bitcoin to $3,000. That's a 50% drawdown. That certainly could play out, but many also forget the influences that we're calling for 1.3K once we hit 3K. Don't try to time Bitcoin. Absolutely right. Um, half of what we teach here is looking for extremes in the market. Don't try and catch a falling knife. Don't try and time the exact bottom. You're not going to do it. It's impossible. So look for the extremes in the market and position yourself accordingly because I guarantee you, um, you will see if we drop, uh, let's just say we, we do have the 50% drop, we go down to about 11,000, 10,000, 9,000. You'll have people then calling for uh, another 50% on that, 6,000, 5,000, go back to three. It always happens. And you just have to understand your risk tolerance, what you're willing to invest, and look at the longer term market cycle, which we do try and educate our clients on, put in the course on how you do it. I'm also filling out our newsletter, and it comes out this Thursday. And it's a beauty. I've got the three main strategies we're looking at now, uh, including what I just mentioned, so market cycles, and how to uh, really position yourself through DCA and a few other um, correction buy strategies as well. So super, super interesting. Looking forward to releasing it. So uh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, if you're not a client, make sure to click the link below. You have a chat with one of our team. If you are a client, make sure to sign up to the newsletter. So stay tuned for our quarterly crypto briefing, which Joe and I are filming on Wednesday, which comes out later in the week. I'll tell you exactly how to access that uh, in due course. So apart from that, have a wonderful day. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed for some green candles. So uh, have a great day. Ta, bye.